0: Kroger, fresh for everyone, fuel restrictions apply. What is the difference between an excuse and an objection? I got a message on LinkedIn from one of our followers. And he asked this question and he's really frustrated uh, regarding the customers and when they find excuses versus really having an objection. And I feel his pain simply because in sales, uh, when I'm presenting, when I'm selling, I'm also frustrated when customers give me so-called white lies and when they try to wiggle their way out without really having a normal communication and normal dialogue. So in this podcast, we'll cover the difference between an excuse and objection and what to do about it. Just to remind you, this is the Sales is Easy podcast channel. My name is Alan Meyer, and this is a place where we simplify and demystify the sales process and try to help you with learning the formula to truly overcome setbacks in selling and make sales easy. I firmly believe when done by a skilled professional, sales is easy. So let's dive in. When it comes to selling, what exactly is an objection? If you can truly understand what you're dealing with when a prospect says something, when they make an objection, it will be easier then to handle it and then use it to your advantage in the appropriate situation. But remember this, not all objections should be received as a negative blow to your sales presentation. In fact, with the exception of two very specific objections, most others can be dealt with effectively and they're actually a positive sign that your client is showing at least some kind of interest. And I fully understand your frustration. But in other words, if the product or service that you're offering holds zero appeal to your client, what's going to happen is, they will show zero interest. They will not object, they will have no desire to continue the conversation with you. So if you feel like during the meeting, if there is uh, no feedback, if everything is brushed off, and any initiative from your side it's being, you receive a cold shoulder, that does not really mean that they are interested or not. That, that just shows you that they are simply out of conversation, there is no dialogue. I firmly believe we need to engage our customers in dialogue. So, broadly speaking, the following objections may be viewed as an honest indication that your client will not be persuaded into making any purchase. Firstly, if the client doesn't have the means to pay for the product and there is no prospect of affordability, what's going to happen is that this financial objection can be put the end to your approach, which means if they don't have any budget, then they will not buy. If they have no money, they will not buy. But here is a tricky part. In the complex sales environment, I heard many times my, client tell, my clients are telling me, well, we don't, we don't have it in a budget, uh, you know, our budget, uh, you know, we need to discuss about the money, and the message here was really clear. They, f- they were searching for an excuse, because if you're dealing with somebody, for example, one of my customers, they deal with a $65 billion a year company, big telco in Europe, and they say to them, we don't have any money. No, they have money. They have 60 billion um, uh, revenue, right? So they have money. They have money for you. So I instructed them, please, when you hear that from your customers, try to dig deeper. Try to remove the money from the conversation, especially if it's too early in a conversation. Try to remove the money saying something like this. Let's forget about the money for a second, Mr. Miss Client. Do you see the value in my proposal? Do you see the value in my offering, my product, my service. And I know, it's a closed-ended question. And usually sales say, never ask closed-ended questions. In this case, you must ask questions that's closed, that's yes or no. Why? Simply because if you ask questions like this, do you see any value? Let's forget about the money. One time, actually, I I, I did a hand movement, like I'm uh, uh, removing the pile of money from the table. And the, all, the, all the people in the room, they were looking at like, that's really pile of money in the table and going falling off the table. And I said, Let's forget about the money for a second. Do you you see the value in my proposal? And then I was really listening and observing. What was happening? That they were actually trying to find an excuse. They were saying, well, yeah, actually, you know, okay. I I knew they're hiding something simply because if if it's really budgetary question, then they would say something like this. Well, you know, our budget time starts in December. We do this. This is our process. This is our evaluation. You know where they stand. You know the process but if they start hiding something they say well you know actually okay there's something else behind the curtain they are not sharing everything with me and that's normal that's understandable but it's my job as a sales professional to constantly probe to dig deeper to understand what's the real cause of objection is it the money or is it something else and when they say well they start when clients say something like well you know okay so let me get back to the proposal. Let me explain a few more things about it. So I need to build more value before money is coming to the table. Yes, it's always going to be there. You're always going to have in, a, your, in your sales conversations, you're always going to have a question how much it costs. But if it's too early, then whatever you say, is going to be too much. I wrote an article, I would say 14, 15 years ago. If you live by price, you will die by price. And that's the true meaning of it. If you think that you need to drop the price to get the deal. Guess what? Somebody else is going to be always cheaper. So ask yourself, did I build enough value in my proposal, in my offering, in me? So the customers can make the the simple decision to buy or not. But if they put the money on the table is a financial objection, then you need to find out is it really money or is it something else? Second, honest indication that your client will not be persuaded into buying from you is this, if they have zero need for the product or service you are offering. So this objection, it's conclusive to your sales presentation. If there is no need, why would you even waste your time? Why would you not spend more time when you qualify in the first few calls, first, first conversations with your customers? You need to understand, can you build a need? Is there any need? One thing that I recommend, it's always before you pick up the phone, before you send one email. Do, the, do your homework. Find out. Find out about the prospect, about the company. Search for trigger events. I'll explain in further podcasts. I'll explain more about the trigger events. But, but the simple solution is this. What is happening right now within this possible account that you are chasing? what changes are happening how can you align with those changes maybe they have new cfo coming on board maybe new cto maybe they lost big customer maybe they won't be customer whatever it is you have a compelling reason to reach out to start the conversation and if you don't have anything if you don't know the trigger events if you don't know anything about the customer then your conversations are not going to be really beneficial not for you not for them so they will not see the need for what you are offering. If you sell commodities, something simpler, of course, it's easier, you know, here's a product, buy it or not, you know, it's a simpler conversation. But in a more complex environment, you have to build up the value, you have to create the need. Maybe they don't know that they need it, right? We can create needs if if we have a good insights, and that's a topic for another day. But with insights, you try to pull people into conversation. Did you know that all of your competitors are already researching, I don't know, 5G technology? And you are left behind if you don't do that, right? Put the fear in the mind, but it has to be all about them. So just to repeat, two objections, money and need. And if any other objection can be removed from the conversation between you and your prospect, guess what's going to happen? Resistance will begin to break down as your proposition automatically becomes more attractive. So from this point, A genuine requirement and desire for the product on offer is easily identified, right? It enables you to make your approach, your conversations, your dialogues with your customers more effective and more tailor-made. Let me give you a quick story. We had, uh, when I was working in in a complex sales environment, we had customers who were just calling or sending a request for quote and asking for a proposal. And I instructed my team, guys I was managing, never give up the price without understanding the full scope of the problem, of the situation, of the need they have. And if they resist, guess what? They're going to (laughs) have, we had a joke like, uh, how much is your software solution? 15 million. But if you answer 10 questions, it can be 6 million or 7 because it's a tailor-made to suit your needs. So think about it. When you approach your customers, how much tailoring adjustment you can make for them to feel this is really specific to their needs. So just to summarize, there you need to have a clear distinction between a real objection versus excuses and postponements. These should not be handled as if they were real objections because by doing so, you are, as a salesperson, you are effectively creating an obstacle. There are real instances where a customer will ask for a postponement or they didn't have a chance to look at it. Uh, I call it uh, beating out uh, suspects from prospects. You want to deal with prospects. You don't want to deal with suspects. Suspects are people who postpone things for no obvious reason. You send them three case studies, you follow up. Oh, now it's, I don't know, it was summertime vacation time or it's pandemic or call me after Christmas, call me after this, call me after that. And six months later, you're still at, at beginning, nowhere, basically. So you have to really understand the, when clients will have a real reason to postpone things, if they have a will to, c- to continue conversation with you, and they give you a real legitimate excuse. But you can easily identify this. If you're longer than five minutes in sales, you know when customers are lying to you. You know when they are misleading you. And uh, I have to break a big truth to you guys. Uh, customers will lie to us. And m- many p- excuses can be simple, a polite f- effort on their behalf to, s- to finish the conversation with you. So they don't want to say big no, no, ever, don't ever call me again, Alan. It happened to me one time only. No, it's just, uh, well, send me something, we'll take a look. And you feel like, yeah, there's opportunity. No, there's no opportunity. Because there's no call to action, there's no next step. So think about it, are your customers are giving you a polite effort to stop the conversation, to not continue conversation with you, and to say something like, send me something, I'll get back to you, don't call us, we'll call you. <laughs> I don't know if you ever heard that, but that's a funny one, right? So. The message here is when you accept the excuse, you enable the prospect to accomplish their purpose. Either you sell to them and they sell, or they sell the story to you. There's a natural tendency for a prospect to become more defensive when they realize there is a potential sales pitch coming their way. So they will be more defensive. But if you're able to, and maybe you should be a little more intelligent and courteous here, if you try to sidestep the excuse or this postponement, About 99% of the time, a prospect will not pursue his excuse any further. They will not repeat this. They will allow you to present what what you want to present, to present your proposals without any resistance. So think about it this way. When a client makes an honest objection, it's in your best interest to eliminate the objection. And if a client's concerns are addressed, their confidence in your knowledge, your experience, and in the value of the product, will grow so in that light if we can use such objections to our advantage then only the real obstacles need to be addressed further only money need stuff there really are only three big obstacles I could actually name here right now first uh, the obstacles that actually could prevent uh, sale for you they don't understand what you're offering they don't uh, comprehend fully how they can benefit from your product or your service or They have zero resources. They don't have enough resources available to buy today. We need to qualify that. Or their inability to really use your product to their benefit. So we need to paint a good picture here for them to fully understand how your product and service can help them reach their goals. Saving money, making money, become number one in the country, whatever goals they have. How they can benefit. So remember this. Features sell, but benefits sell. So talk about benefits, what's in it for them. If they don't fully comprehend the proposition that you presented, if they don't understand what's in it for them, all your efforts to continue the conversation to sell to them will be for nothing. So if you're able to identify this obstacle, you need to become almost like a teacher, like an educator to your client, an expert who knows more than the average person out there. And you need to clarify any issues surrounding the product or service you are proposing. So once there is an understanding, then and only then you can proceed with your presentation. You can proceed with your next step in selling. If there is a lack of available funding on their part, your efforts to continue selling would be really not beneficial unless you are able to assist or advise in getting the funds. Maybe it's a financing. Simple thing with selling cars is, you know you don't need to spend $20,000 today. You can get a you know, good monthly payment of 249 that's it. But it you know, depends on what we are selling. In a complex sales environment, of course, there are financing, there are delays, there are ways to, to handle it. You can prove your value before actually money exchange hands. But the pause in your sales process in order to address the financial implications is truly necessary here until you find a way. If the funds become available down the road, or you can delay the payments, or you can have a partial payments, then and only then you can continue your presentation. That's logical. If the obstacles here where they don't understand, they don't see the, they don't understand the capability of using what you're selling. If they don't see the capability of using the products to their advantage, then you need to see if you can change their circumstances and eliminate that obstacle before you're able to proceed with the sale. So just think about it to summarize this podcast, Think about it, when customers object, is it a true objection? I want car in yellow, you cannot provide me with yellow car, fine, I'm not buying. That's simple to understand. But if they throw something at you and you're not sure if they really understand the value or they're trying to find the excuse, or they just try to drag you along until they get better price from other vendors, current vendor they have. It's up to us to be intelligent about it. It's up to us sales professionals to really understand when they throw objection at us and when they throw excuse. Think about it this way. Until they say, "Alan, never ever call me again, you still have a foot in the door. You have to build up the value. But probe and you have to use close-ended questions. Do you see the value in my proposal? Do you see the value by using my product or service? do do, do you see the benefits of dealing with us in the future and then observe listen and watch how they react their their reaction will tell you everything so thank you for listening and if you have uh, any other question regarding this topic feel free to reach out to us uh, to me via linkedin send me a message and i'll be more than happy to answer any questions you may have thank you for listening this is alan meyer